Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, everyone. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And joining me this week is Ben Hunt. Ben is a a veteran. Uh, you know, what do they say about the pioneers? They're, they're the ones that have the arrows in their backs to prove it. Uh, he's been around web marketing for over 20 years, uh, doing everything from web design, SEO, usability, conversion. Uh, I guess he's just an all-around web marketing uh, consultant kind of guy. Hey, welcome, Ben. Hi, Tim. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Uh, so, you know, you've been around the block a bit, uh, or many, many times, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, you presented uh, back at our first conversion conference in Chicago a couple of years ago. Uh, so, tell me a little bit about, uh, for the folks that don't know you again, about your perspective and the, and the kind of work that you've done on the conversion side. Wow. Well, I, I, I guess I've always been interested in in what works. You know, looking back in the in the 1990s when I started, I was at university, you know, on a degree course. So I had time to learn this web stuff where most people had proper jobs, didn't know it. And, you know, at, around that time, you know, usability was a catchword. And I was I was fascinated with that, about how it could make web pages work better. And, you know, since then, I've followed my nose through SEO and through the the a huge change for me was um, being invited by Ken McCarthy to present at one of his um, seminars where I met Drayton Bird, and then my 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 eyes were open to this this whole direct marketing thing that that totally totally blew me away and, and totally changed the course of my career. Okay, wow, that that sounds pretty dramatic. Well, tell tell us how. I mean, it's how is that different from build me a website? It's just like an online brochure, which is what we used to mm. say in the mid nineties. <laughs> well, I mean, I I've been blogging for a while. I've been blogging since two thousand and four with my website Web Design from Scratch, and I wrote a book called Save the Pixel. It's an ebook. It's sold tens of thousands of copies since two thousand and eight. Um, Ken McCarthy picked up on that. He contacted me. I didn't. I I didn't know Ken before that. He's like, "Hey, come on down to London. We're doing a, a one-day seminar. I want you to talk about this simple web design stuff that you talk about." Well, so, it's, a, it's kind of um, yeah. The, what, what's the you know keep it simple, stupid uh, is the yeah. you know, kiss the kiss principle, or or as um, Steve Krug uh, in his immortal book title said it, "Don't make me think." Right. Yeah, all of that stuff. And it really, what Save the Pixel is about it was, was saying back in 90, uh, sorry, in 2008, it was saying that, every, you know, treat pixels as though there is a worldwide shortage. You know, only use pixels, only use words, boxes, lines, anything, photos, anything, if it's actually going to help the web page do what its job is to do. 
Right. Well, you know, we're we're uh, singing from the same choir sheet because, uh, as you, you know, I've been saying similar things for, for many, many years. Uh, a lot of the deadly sins, the seven deadly sins that I talk about in my book of landing pages have to do with too much, too much text, too many visual distractions, too many choices. I guess that's the main theme of kind of Zen-like simplification. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I, I turn to... Um, some Eastern writings quite often, I think, with that, uh, you know, in, in my writing, I think that there's a lot of the the aesthetic from from Zen and and from um, Japan as well that 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 I find very useful. And, okay, so yeah. how does that apply? I mean, that all sounds very ethereal, philosophical, and very uh, enlightenment path. Oh, I hear one of your dogs there in the background. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll but... come back to that topic later. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but, but can you tell me about uh, kind of how that plays out in the real world? So when you look at a website, what kinds of problems do you typically see? And how, how do you address them with this uh, approach? Well, I, do you know what? I think, I think the most common problems that I see, yeah, certainly clutter is a big one. But I think that, that that's often a byproduct of a lack of um, identity or position or purpose. I think people just don't know what their, their, the website is trying to do or what the purpose of an individual web page is trying to do. Um, okay, so, but, so, you, so you're bringing up a great point. So it's kind of like Stephen Covey, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. One of his seven habits is begin with the end in mind. So you have to start with a purpose for a business purpose or multiple ones for your website and for every individual page. You, you should say, why does this page exist, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Every page should have a goal. Um, which means that there are actions that you want somebody to take at the end of it, whether it's to stay on the site, to pick a new page to read, if it's like an index of stuff, or to buy something or click a button or subscribe. Absolutely. I believe every page should have a goal. Um, so, and then more to the point the, that everything should be organized around that goal, right? The rest of the page or how, anything you put on it, every pixel, as you put it, that you put on it has to support that goal. Yeah, absolutely. And, and save the pixel goes into some depth over the graphic design elements, how you use color, 3D effects, contrast, space, size, all, all those absolutely fundamental basic things. Um, and, and another one of the, 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 the biggest problems that we find is, you know, we, we talk about calls to action and how it's that's so often applied to landing pages or to sales pages. And we think the call to action is really important, but calls to action are important everywhere. If you want somebody to do something, for goodness sake, just ask them to do it. You know, give them an opportunity to do it. And it doesn't just apply to that final buy or add to cart or whatever. Every right. Page, so if you're talking about, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, okay, so let's say your goal is for me to navigate closer to the ultimate conversion page, right? So then the navigation links should be clear there shouldn't they shouldn't uh, maybe a bigger font maybe even bolder uh, maybe take out distracting graphics uh, but again the goal is to get me to click on a navigation link that's a micro conversion right that's absolutely valid. yeah absolutely it, it's all it's all keeping keeping the person within the system you know I, I like to imagine websites like a like a giant system of tubes where there's water being pumped in from the top and it you know, there are taps at the end where you want to extract the, you know, that's your ultimate goal. 
And our job is to look at this mess of tubes and to spot where the biggest leaks are and to try and fix those leaks. And that keeps the pressure inside the system. And then you find other leaks. And it's, it's never-ending, but it's a, it's a fantastic um, puzzle-solving exercise, I think. Okay, so, yeah, it's interesting. I've been talking about clutter and even visual presentation. I'm a big fan on, and when, I do, when I present at conferences of a book by uh, Gar called Presentation Zen, and he talks about simplifying things and being highly visual. But I saw this great animated GIF once where they had essentially an, a, a, uh, a bar graph, but they started with your standard PowerPoint one, and then they stripped away elements of it, the background colors, the grid lines inside it, the labels, you know, all this stuff. And by the time you got to that very stripped-down version, it was just much more effective in terms of conveying information. So, all right, so can you describe what you mean by data ink versus non-essential stuff? Yeah, this, this comes from um, a guy called uh, Edward Tufty, who I, I think is um, an American lecturer or, or, or once. I don't know if he's still alive, but yeah. So he's talking about data ink and non-data ink. And basically, in terms of print design, data ink is where you use your ink to convey information, i.e. content. Non-data ink is decoration or anything that's extraneous. And you know, that I very much approach the graphic design of web pages in the same way, to say that um, we should only use pixels where absolutely essential. Yeah. Yeah, and so, in a, in a way, and we can explore this a little bit after the break as well, but uh, what I always say is boring rings the cash register. If you have a boring site, it's, it's easy to control visual attention and relative emphasis on the page and focus on goals. Uh, so we will be right back after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. Automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Our hosts, James and Arlene Martell, are here to inspire, inform, and motivate you with expert insight, interviews, and information that will increase your bottom line. Affiliate Buzz, on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. This week, my guest is Ben Hunt uh, from the other side of the pond, as, as the British, I think, uh, refer to us Americans. Uh, ben, we were just talking about uh, simplifying web designs to improve conversion. What are the benefits or were the, the virtues, if you will, of this kind of radical simplification and focusing on the essentials? Well, there were a lot. I think that um, I, I remember back in the old days, in the mid '90s, when late '90s, when I was first designing web pages, we we used to spend loads of time trying to make the web page a beautiful thing, and we spent days, days with tables within tables within tables, trying to make something that looked like a work of art. And the fact is that no one cares about how your web page looks, apart from other web designers and yourself. Because you know, when we're interacting with web pages, we're interacting them at, at, at you know commuter speed. We we want the information, we want the clues to what to click next, what to do next. Am I in the right place? Am I going to find we, we what got, I want? We here? got an itchy trigger finger, as I like to put it. Right? We have attention yeah. deficit disorder, and we're on our way somewhere else. Absolutely. So all you need. It, the reality is that. You put the, the important content on the page, make the content right, and the decoration doesn't matter. Like I say in Save the Pixel, design the content, not the box it comes in. Right. So well, well be- to be okay, but to be fair, I think that there are two two things I want to say about that. One is that you, it should be uh, clean. Does not mean unprofessional. Clean does not mean you know put things in old fashioned tables with cell padding and you know ugly nineteen ninety five kind of stuff. You should still have a, a clean design. The point is that it should be unembellished, not baroque, right? Absolutely, and, and and that's part of the point as well. Is that the the web pages that we make these days actually are a lot lighter, a lot quicker to make, a lot quicker to build than they were in, in the olden days when we were focusing on the wrong stuff. So, you know, speed of rendering, um, accessibility across multiple devices, these are all benefits. But the fundamental benefit is when somebody lands on your web page, they glance at it, they're not even reading, they look at it and they go, yes, I'm in the right place, I know what to do, click. Yeah, I understand the visual priorities and what's important. It's, it automatically enters my awareness in terms of what's important on the page and what to focus on. Absolutely. So the way I describe that is instead of you know being in a Turkish bazaar and everybody's screaming at you, hey, come into my stall, take a look at what I have, carpets, you know, whatever. You know, it's you don't need to compete with yourself. Once they're on your site, uh, that you should make it a bullshit-free zone. Absolutely, and I, I like to picture people standing in a room with you know, if you've got one thing that you really want them to do. And you know that if, if that's right for them, they're going to do it. Then you, you really have one large, brightly lit open door. And that's what you want to walk through. You, you don't want hundreds and hundreds of choices. 
you want the choice that's appropriate, most appropriate for me at the time. Right, and 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 we'll come back. Okay, but I mean, it's always it's it's always nice to say there's just one goal for a page. Sometimes it gets complicated. We'll come back to that. Uh, but but also, I do think that to to come back to the quality. I mean, I slam graphic designers often for doing the wrong things, not contributing to the business goals or the user experience, and just trying to keep themselves from being bored, you know, and decorating the page. But at the same time, I, again, I just want to be clear, it is important to have high quality unless you're going completely counter-establishment. If you're the guy that says, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is lying to you, you can cure your diabetes without any drugs, you know, then that's more like, a, like you say, a direct response, long-form sales letter. And if it looks too slick and professional, then you can't get that kind of anti-establishment visual image. Absolutely. So, you, you, so, you, you actually, so there are times when you want to be a little bit on the unprofessional side, but it has to be intentional, right? Cor- correct. And, th- and that's good graphic design, to know when not to add style, to know when not to make it look slick. It's all graphic design. Yeah, so, so basically there's an expectation of if you go to our company website, uh, hopefully you get a sense that it's a professional website because we're aiming, you know, we're business to business, selling professional services. Uh, again, if you go to, you know, the, the thigh master, you know, just like seen on TV, I mean, maybe you want that, you know, big starburst with as seen on TV on it and that's okay over there. Absolutely, yeah. So you need to think, what, is the, what are the qualities that I want to communicate through my graphic design that um, are going to go in subliminally? And, and it might be slick and shiny and high quality and expensive looking. Or if you're selling you know, dirt cheap shoes, people might spend a million dollars developing an amazing e-commerce site to sell cheap shoes. The site needs to look relatively cheap. You know, you might you might decide to use black, red, and, and and white only, for example. So sometimes cheap looking is the right thing, and, and sometimes conservative and retrograde is okay. I mean, when you walk into an attorney's office or or a uh, your tax accountant, I mean, they have those overstuffed leather chairs with the metal rivets uh, or what do you call them? You, you know, the pincushion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's to, to basically externalize the intangible promise of their service. Like, we're old, we're established, we were here 100 years ago, and we'll be 100 years from now. So sometimes a conservative look is okay. Whatever dress you want to put on, though, has to be very deliberate action for your intended audience. I guess we, that's the best way to wrap it that up, right? Absolutely. Totally with you. Okay, terrific. So, but, you know, one thing I want to explore and to come back to is you said, well, you know, if you want people to do just one thing on your page, make it a well-lit single door to walk through. But that's not reality, is it? I mean, a lot of times your page has multiple purposes. Um, talk a little bit about that. How do you prioritize? Yeah, a page can have multiple purposes. You know, it's like a, like a crossroads that you can visit from multiple angles on your way to multiple different places. Uh, in um, 2011, I, I widely published my book, Convert, which was my, the result of like two or three years exploration and experimentation and conversion. And the, 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 the big insight that I got from that, from writing that book and the exercise of going through it is that most websites are still created and designed as though they were brochures, as, as though, you know, you, it's expensive to print, right? So, um, you know, TV ad, <laughs> you make it, it goes out once. You, the brochure goes to press. You print off 50,000 copies and they're pushed through mailboxes. You can't change it after the event, right? The, 
it, that stuff isn't true on the web, right? The web is quicker, cheaper, faster, easier to publish than ever before. So why, why on earth are we treating web pages as though they're expensive to do? They're not expensive to do. So the, the big insight for me was thinking about multiplicity, about how if you've got three different groups of users who may be visiting the site with you know, three completely different goals. So different roles and tasks they want to accomplish, basically different user intents, let's call it that. Yeah, sure. They, they don't necessarily need to be using the same page. Sure, you know, you, you've only got one homepage most of the time. But uh, if you know certain things about your users, why can we not be presenting content that is customized to each particular person and to each particular path that they need to be on. And okay, now let it. me let me make this clear. So are you saying that it, you should, of course, start with user-centered design and say, hey, are you looking for this, this, or this as a choice on the page? Or are you talking about one-to-one -one personalization? The goal should be one-to-one -one personalization. As much as as you know, for you know, for example, if you're using a you know more advanced marketing platform, if you know that somebody is visiting your site who has visited your site numerous times over the past three months, who has already bought one of your one of your things, I've got a client, for example, at the moment. Wherever you are on their site, it says shopping cart zero items, right? Because if you, and, and these guys sell high ticket software. So you don't wander around their site filling your basket with different <laughs> things. You buy one thing, it costs thousands of dollars, and then you install it and start learning it for the next couple of days. It's, it's crazy to be using pixels in that way to say to everybody, there's nothing in your shopping cart. No one's got right, anything right. in the shopping cart. Yeah. So we get, yeah, get rid of that. And well, and the whole metaphor of a shopping cart when you're selling anything over a thousand dollars probably is, is not appropriate. Uh, yeah, you know, you're probably buying one thing, or you have to customize it, or what what have you. But yeah, you you take them through that process as a wizard or something else. On the other end of it, you charge them, but you don't call it a a cart. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's there's a there's a, a story or a metaphor that that I came up with for convert which is this idea of an ice cream seller. And this is one of the big paradoxes, the big unsolved paradoxes in conversion, which talks about multiplicity, right? So, Tim, let's say you're an ice, ice cream seller and you wheel your car out onto the beach, um, the beachfront, and you sell ice cream. And then you, you pick up a book on conversion optimization and you go, wow, I need, to be, I, need to, I need to be recording data on what flavors of ice cream people buy. So you, you do a survey over two weeks and you get statistically relevant conclusion that vanilla is the most popular flavor, right? Followed by chocolate and strawberry and whatever, right? Okay, so fair enough. would it make sense for you to tip all your other ice cream down the drain and start selling only vanilla? That would be insane, right? Yes. But sometimes the process of what we call conversion optimization can lead people down that path. You know, if you say, if, if, you're t if a test shows that this language beats that language, it, you know, because 40% of people responded to this and only 25 responded to that, doesn't mean that we should only do, we, we should only keep the winner. Okay, you're right. I mean, I want to come back to this. Unfortunately, we're up against a break, but when we come back, I want to explore that definitely a little more. I also, I mean, uh, I've, I've learned some things about you, Ben. Um, 
good, bad, and indifferent over the years, but the fact that you're looking for some sheep right now in your thatched country cottage and uh, play the didgeroo, uh, but that's not the strangest thing about you. After the break, I want you to tell people about your obsession with geocaching. <laughs> I'll be happy to. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything: fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. The balance of power is shifting, and in some cases, affiliates are growing larger than the brands they represent. Stay ahead of this and other trends with the Affiliate Marketing Insider. On demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization. My guest this week is Ben Hunt, author of the book, Convert, uh, all-around great online marketing consultant and guy. Uh, ben, geocaching, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, um, this is one of the geekiest hobbies you can do, I guess. Geocaching is a, an, a worldwide game where people use GPS-enabled devices like smartphones or GPS systems to try and find over 2 million hidden boxes that are stashed around the world by other geocachers. And it's, it's something that, that we just got, my partner Sally and I got into about 18 months ago, and we found 1,300 of these things. We go out every day because we've got five dogs. So in the morning, we throw the dogs in the car. And here's the great thing, right? People hide these things in interesting places, interesting spots, nice walks, favorite places of theirs with great views. So every day, we go out and we find a different place. We have a different experience of life and a different view. And then, you know, we come back 
and we start our work. Wow. Well, actually, that's, that sounds fun. I mean, you got to take the, walk, the dogs out for a walk anyway, which, by the way, is why I got cats. Uh, but that's, enough, <laughs> that, that's, that's a much longer conversation. Uh, okay, so let's come back to this, this topic of uh, this notion of multiple conversion goals. I mean, on the one hand, though, I mean, yes, ideally, you want to get to a one-to-one experience. And with uh, technology, that's a lot easier to do. Uh, companies like Evergage or Commerce Sciences, where you can essentially automatically behaviorally target people and, and uh, serve up more personalized experiences. So that's definitely a direction to go. But I want to just end on the notion of how do you – okay, so the page doesn't have one goal. It has multiple goals. Buy and sign up for our newsletters or um, you know, navigation and an immediate bottom of the funnel, you know, call us now for a demo kind of thing. So when you do have actual multiple desired goals, how do you value them, establish their relative visual importance, and, and make them coexist on a page? It- I think that's an eternal question. I don't think there's one right answer for it, Tim. But well, what is one, some, how do you think about it? Maybe is the more. The yeah. Point. Well, one one thing I like to think about is um, that you don't just have to have one call to action. You know, um, some salespeople know that if you make six, you know, six phone calls and give up, then you, you have half the success of a guy who makes seven or eight phone calls. Because sometimes it just takes more. And there are different personality types in the world. Some people will know what they want. And, you know, if they've got the money burning a hole in their pocket, then all you need to do is say, yes, this will do what you need. And, and you know, a, a high dominance personality will go, right, that'll do me. I'm, I'm busy. I'm in a hurry. Other people are much more careful and need a lot more reassurance. They may need to know that all the you know, I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and they need to know that there's backup there and there's a guarantee and all that, all that kind of thing. You know, we, we, can, we can use a single page to deal with all these different personality types and everyone in between because you can have calls to action above the fold, but that isn't the only place to say, yes, sign me up. Because, you know, you can then have, you can put more information down the page. This whole argument about, you know, is long copy better than short copy? The answer is, you know, they're both, they're both great because a web page or a website can be long and short at the same time. Because you can have your call to action above the fold. You can let people read and you can repeat it. And then you can say, you know, do you want a live chat? Do you want, you know, is there anything else we can help you with? Do you want to break out to another page for more information and then come back and make your decision? Yeah, yeah you know, that's something that we, we think through a lot on websites. So, I mean, there's actually very few leaf nodes, if you will, or actionable pages within a site. A lot of them are informational or navigational. So, you know, one thing that you should probably do on pretty much any content page you have is go back and add a little what we call action block to the bottom of it, which is, okay, if I had just consumed that content, what is something useful from the business's standpoint that I might be interested in doing next? Uh, And so basically take another bite at the apple and – present some choices. They just read your whole freaking page. So now what? Don't just leave them hanging. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm, I'm excited about a future when we get some kind of smarter publishing platforms where we're not just targeting people, for example, using Facebook ads based on the demographic, or we're not just, you know, target uh, using different landing pages, different calls to action, but 
when when we can get to a point where we actually know people a, a, a bit um, a bit more closely, a bit deeper, and we can actually then customize more of our websites and more of the website experience depending on what we know. Yeah, um, and by the way, I mean, I, we're in complete agreement with that. I, I've been talking lately after working with a lot of our enterprise clients about the conversion maturity model, and this is grading a company's conversion rate optimization kind of prowess on several dimensions from technology to culture to process, uh, all of that. And one of the things that, that we're, we're finding is that uh, the ones that are using these kind of personalization tools and doing real-time uh, data append about the visitors, all of that, combining that, they're seeing jumps of 500 to 1,000% in conversion uh, mm. So it's very powerful stuff. Of course, you should always walk before you run and get your basics done first. Uh, so, Ben, uh, if we're, we're about to wrap here. I just want to th- thank you. But if somebody wants to get a hold of you or reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? You can go to my website, benhunt.com, or um, drop me an email, ben at benhunt.com. Uh, yeah. I, I work with very, very few clients, um, but I'd be you know, happy to hear from any of your listeners. Fantastic. And uh, again, um, if uh, Ben spoke at our first conversion conference Chicago, coming up this June is our last conversion conference Chicago. If you want to go, there's going to be a a bigger show that we're on track for record attendance. Uh, Use promo code WMFM, WMFM for $100 off. That's our special Webmaster Radio listener discount. Hope to see you in Chicago June 17th and 18th. Ben, again, uh, great having you on, and uh, best of luck uh, on the other side of the pond. (laughs) Thanks, Tim. Always great chatting to you. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.